Welcome everybody to Ramblings of a Common Man, episode 2. My name is Andrew, and this is going to be my Ramblings episode 2. I don't know what else to say about that. It's been a little uh, while since the first episode. I apologize for the delay. Um, I've just had what I'd like to call a week from hell, and I'm not sure it's... I'm not uh, pretty confident because there's going to be more of those coming up. It's a very busy time of year for me. Um, And to make everything better or worse, however you want to look at it, I got um, a head cold and a sore throat and all that fun stuff. So this whole week I have been... Um, I've been, you know, blowing my nose and coughing and got a sore throat. Uh, you might uh, say I seem a little bit off today. That's the reason why. And I'm also going to be sipping some tea as we go here just so that I can keep talking without pain. Anyway, welcome back. Um, I've got the podcast up on Spreaker. Uh, hooray. I'm so happy that it worked and I've actually had some listens too. So if you were one of those listeners, um, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the first episode. Um, I do need to make a clarification. So the first episode, I did say that this podcast was going to be called Ramblings of the Uncommon Man. Emphasis on the uncommon part. Um, I'm changing that. I had a you know, change of heart after recording. Um, I just want to make it called the common man for reasons I will not tell you because I'm a mysterious common man. Anyway, so the podcast is called ramblings of the common man. So I'm glad that's all sorted out. No more confusion about that. Yeah. I hope you guys still, uh, still listen. So yeah, like I said, crazy week at work. Um, lot, you know, ton, you know, Tons of things to do and uh, definitely exhausting and then being sick on top of it. It has not been a good week for me. But regardless, I really wanted to get out, get out here online and talk to you guys. So last weekend, actually, the reason I could, why I couldn't do anything last weekend was I am actually a rookie DJ. Uh, I like to do it uh, on my own as a hobby. I do mixing of uh, tracks. Um, I'm slow, like I said, it's a hobby, so I'm slowly teaching myself how to, you know, make remixes and whatnot, and uh, really having a lot of fun with it. I've, you know, I purchased my own controller and I got the software for it. So uh, my DJ name is DJ Jangs. I actually had an idea that uh, I'm probably going to go through with of creating another podcast show uh, strictly playing my sets for you guys uh, so that, uh, you know, if you ever need something, you know, for your workouts or during the day at work or for whatever reason, um, you know, usually my sets range from about 45 minutes to an hour of continuous music, uh, different genres, you know, usually all upbeat, obviously, you know, either to get you dancing and working out, keep you up uh, motivated. Uh, so um, I'm going to be doing that hopefully soon. So stay tuned be releasing another podcast show just for my sets so anyway i'm also you know from just doing djing at home as a as a as a hobby i'm also a assistant dj to a good friend of mine um, his name is Mixmaster samir and he does he djs weddings um, so he's actually a full-out real dj does everything that a dj would do he's got all the equipment he does his own mixes and all that good stuff he's also got an amazing lighting setup so for weddings what we'll do is um obviously i'm his assistant so weddings will work together if they're the the right size if they order the the lighting package he'll get me to come with them we'll set up these amazing lights for the wedding uh, you know lighting that goes uh 
all over the ceiling and walls and a little disco ball and it's just a really great setup any any sort of light show um in an, an environment that you would expect at a wedding that's that's what we do so it's sort of a side job but i do it just because i like the experience Mixmaster samir is a heck of a good dj sorry just uh ignore those little sounds those are people messaging me which i told them not to because i'm recording but anyway uh anyway yeah so we did a wedding uh last saturday and there's a lot of work involved um we got to go and load up we rent the van we load up all the equipment it's a lot of equipment it's pretty heavy for the most part we got uh those we have what you call a trust it's almost like a metal stand that uh range from six feet to four feet we'll stack the two four footers on top of each other for an eight foot to put up the lights so yeah we uh we load that up and uh we bring it to the hall we unload we set up after the wedding is over around midnight one o'clock in the morning then we tear down we load up so it's a long process so uh last saturday we did a wedding we actually both of us knew the couple and uh, the family that was uh was getting married um, a lot of our friends uh, were there as well so we ended up at least for myself um, i had a great night so what i do is i'll help him do the setup and if he is the mc as well as dj i will uh, assist him with playing some music which for me i love because that's where really why i'm there i'm there to get experience on actual real scenarios of playing music for for crowds so even though it's a very very simple process um, i'll do the intro music for the bridal party and the wet, bride and groom in the first dance later on in the night when the centerpiece giveaway happens to you know get everyone up and running to start dancing i'll play the music for that as well uh, Mixmaster samir can you know do his thing on the floor and get everyone excited yeah it was um, tons of fun. There's also the added benefit of getting uh, food and drinks at the wedding because, you know, you're at the wedding, you're part of the crew. Yeah, so because I knew a lot of people there, almost everybody, you know, Mixmaster Smear, he's a great he's a great guy, he's a great boss because, you know, while he's DJing, not much for me to do except to dance and have fun because I my part comes in after the wedding's over to help tear down and all that stuff. I danced like a boss, I have to say. I killed it on the dance floor. Tons of friends were there. Uh, we were all having a great time. My shirt was completely drenched, which I'm sure a lot of people had that same problem. Yeah, so I didn't get home last into Sunday morning till about four in the morning, and I was completely out of commission on Sunday, and I started feeling the sickness coming in ever since Monday going through to Tuesday, Wednesday. It was a progression getting worse and worse, and then it I think the worst day was Wednesday, Thursday. Now I'm into Saturday and I'm still sick, but I feel like I'm coming out of it. And anyway, it's been a tough week. Work has been nuts. I'm not going to bother you with or bore you with work stuff. Tons of fun. So that's what I did last weekend. And that's a little snippet to, for you guys to know about me. And like I said, keep an eye out. I'll obviously let you know. But keep an eye out for my other podcast show when I start doing my mixes. I'm just going to put them out there on the internet for you guys so that uh, if you want to listen to them, you can and use them however you want. Honestly, I, I subscribe to um, uh, DJs like Hardwell and Tiesto on their podcasts and I use theirs for my workouts, which is another thing that I'm sad about because this whole week while I've been sick... I haven't been able to work out because it's not productive to work out while your body's fighting a virus. So I was in a good routine. I was doing 6 a.m. workouts and stuff and totally got that thrown out the window for the week at least. So I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that uh, next week I'll be back, you know, I, you know, approaching 100% so that I can get back to the gym, keep my workouts going, trying to slim down here. So anyway, so that's what, it, that's what it's been like for 
the past week on the just while we're on the topic of podcasts i'm not sure how many of you out there are avid podcast listeners myself personally i've just been getting into them maybe a, the past couple months ago so only yeah, i've only really been listening to podcasts for a couple months and it sort of inspired me to do my own now but on itunes there is a podcast called serial that's with an s it's s-e-r-i-a-l i really encourage you guys if you're looking for something interesting to listen to to check this out it is awesome like i said it's called serial and it's a 12 episode season. Season one is completed. Season two is currently airing. What it is, is it's a reporter and a production team. She is looking into a case of a, a closed murder case from 1999 of a, uh, a man named Adnan. In 1999 in Maryland, uh, Baltimore, Maryland in the US, he was convicted of murdering his ex-girlfriend, Hay. Now, the whole case, it, it's so sketchy and it's very odd because the, the man, well, at the time he was a teenager, he was convicted on very to little, very little to no physical evidence and one man's testimony. Uh, the whole time, Adnan has maintained his, his um, innocence and uh, the the biggest problem which I really like how they emphasize this point in the first episode for sure is he doesn't remember his whereabouts that day and it just it just in my opinion it just emphasizes how much that us as human beings are memories they're pretty poor unless there's something significant to recall uh, a certain day if if you asked me where I was this time last week for example, well, I just talked about it, so I know. But the exam, you know, if you asked me where I was two weeks ago this time, I would have no clue, because most likely nothing significant happened on that day. Let alone asking me what happened a couple months ago, a couple years ago. If it wasn't on a significant day in my mind, if nothing personally significant happened to me, then most likely I'm not going to remember anything. And that's the case. That's one of the biggest things in this whole story and case and this is completely real by the way uh completely true story uh it's a 12 episode series i would honestly really encourage you guys just to check out even episode one it's about 45 minutes but immediately at least for me it drew me in immediately the story is so captivating every episode you uncover new evidence new information about the case this reporter she basically her and her team basically tear down tear apart this case and they expose everything and they uh, look at everything from every angle you know it's unfortunate because uh, i'm not going to ruin anything for you guys but obviously um you know you're helped to draw your own conclusion about the case and it's unfortunate that this man that has maintained his innocence when there's so little evidence, you know, his conviction was, he was convicted of so little evidence. He's been in jail for half his life. Well, he's been in jail for 15 years now. Uh, convicted in 99, it's, 2000, it's 2016 now. So it's almost going on 16 years that this man had not has been in prison and who knows maybe he was wrongfully convicted. Totally recommend you guys checking out that podcast. It is awesome it, if you're into that sort of uh, murder mystery. But the thing that, that makes it even better is that it's completely real. I was uh, taking a look at some of, uh, you know, some of the news this morning. I really love, you know, uh, I check out IGN all the time because I like uh, anything related to, you know, video games, comics, movies, any of that stuff. A little bit of a junkie that way. So... I saw that Hans Zimmer, who is a composer, if you haven't heard of him, he's composed the soundtracks for a lot of big movies. Um, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, Interstellar. Those are, you know, his most popular ones. Um, Man of Steel, and that's leading into what I'm talking about. So he released a little snippet of 
his soundtrack for Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice, which is coming out uh, in March. And uh, it was pretty epic. I don't know if anyone, uh, anybody out there is into instrumental. I personally really enjoy it. You know, not all the time, obviously, but there's certain times of day or certain moods that you might be in where instrumental music just really drives emotion. It really gets you going or, you know, or it could be soothing, whatever the case may be. But Hans Zimmer is hands down my favorite composer and soundtrack uh, creator. And he does it for movies. Anyway, so it's on SoundCloud. The soundtrack was great. I would definitely recommend, you know, if you, if you like instrumental, instrumental check out Hans Zimmer stuff iTunes SoundCloud I personally buy his albums on iTunes because I think it's really great content and so are the movies that uh, go with it so that actually leads me into what I wanted to talk about just a bit today is superhero movies 2016 as I just mentioned Batman versus Superman right I love superhero movies a lot of people do there are not um uh, like a ton but there's a good amount coming out this year definitely enough to keep us <laughs> keep our need uh, for superhero butt kicking satisfied i'm just going to run through a quick list and uh well i'll give you a brief description of them all in case you're not aware the first one that we have coming out this year is on february 12th it's deadpool and that's going to be playing being played by ryan reynolds keep in mind we saw deadpool in uh we've we've seen deadpool already but like a different version than what this film is going to portray and it was also played he was also played by ryan reynolds if you remember a couple years ago that's actually probably around five six years ago now x-men origins wolverine so Wolverine's X-Men origin film. This was before X-Men First Class. So if you've seen that film, then you've seen that sort of portrayal of Deadpool. Which, in my opinion, it was nothing like... Well, it was, it was sort of like the comics, but at the same time, it looked pretty bad and i'm surprised that it even got put in the movie basically he deadpool in that movie was a basically a pool as the name insinuates of um a lot of this um mutants powers and abilities all kind of pulled into one body and it was uh he was a super weapon that they were developing deadpool is known as the merc with the mouth in that movie in the wolverine movie it's obviously a pg pg-13 movie so uh, in the comics, he is a total potty mouth. In that film, he was definitely a merc with a mouth, but obviously not to, uh, you know, I had to stay within the PG-13 rating. Anyway, Ryan Reynolds played Deadpool. I liked him before he did the whole transformation, like just when he was a regular mercenary. But I think that I thought they really botched it in that film. Now, I'm not sure if it's a reboot. I, it feels like a reboot to me. I haven't, obviously haven't seen the film. I don't, haven't read anything saying that it is a reboot or continuation, but I'm assuming it's a reboot. Uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds is back as Deadpool. Uh, Wade Wilson is his character's name. And he is the Merc of the Mouth. So basically, he, in this film, he's suffering from some life-threatening disease, probably cancer. He goes uh, to a doctor or whatnot to uh, get a procedure done to save his life. Now, the procedure ends up really mutilating, not mutilating, but making his body deforming his body and his face really really badly so he looks pretty horrifying to look at and you know obviously his wife leaves him and i believe his wife leaves him don't quote me on that it's either either his wife dies or his wife leads uh, leaves him one of the two it's in the trailer i haven't seen it recently you know he goes on a, a bad guy killing rampage anyway so this film in 2016 in february it it features the red suit with the mask and he is now the merc with the mouth because this film is an r-rated marvel 
film. Now, it's on Marvel Studios. This is um, owned by Fox. Deadpool and X-Men are owned by Fox. Um, but it is still a Marvel character, R-rated film. There's only a couple of these that are out. You remember? Uh, you might remember a couple years ago, um, there's the Punisher films, Punisher and Punisher Warzone. Uh, both um, films, uh, the Punisher is de- uh, depicted by two different actors. Those were R-rated Marvel films as well. So there's not too many of them out there, but I really feel like this time around it's going to do this character justice they've got the right suit they've got the right character they've got the same actor that everybody loved and they got the right sort of attitude the right sort of dialogue and stuff so obviously it's not going to be a film for everybody to watch and uh, i'm not going to go tell everyone to watch it because you know obviously you have to keep in mind that it's going to have some suggestive content in there but regardless it's a superhero movie i think they're finally doing this character justice doing it right this time hopefully it turns out well coming out in march 25th the next, the next of our superhero films is Batman versus Superman: John of Dawn of Justice. So a couple of years ago, we had Man of Steel come out. Zack Snyder, in my opinion, some of my friends might not agree with me, but in my opinion, Zack Snyder portrayed the uh, Man of Steel or Superman in an amazing way. Really, sort of dark story. Short showed his origin, his planet, where he came from. Really developed that backstory and built this character into someone that we can really relate with someone that we like the film was amazing like i mentioned before the soundtrack by hans zimmer just just crushed it killed it really really great portrayal of superman left us wanting more for sure a couple years later now batman is back in the picture and it's not christian bale it is ben affleck the former Daredevil from many years ago, which many people hated that film. So he's back, um, Ben Affleck with his cliff chin. And uh, again, some of my friends, they really have some uh, uh, differing opinions on this. But yeah, he's Batman. I'm going to tell you, basically, as this, as the title depicts, Batman versus Superman. But it also says Dawn of Justice. So it almost feels like this movie is going to have... I feel like this movie is going to have too much in it. But at the same time, it's starting something big. So obviously, it puts Batman against Superman. Batman, uh, in the comics, in, the, in this movie, Batman does not trust Superman. Because Superman is an alien, he has uncontrollable power. He's seen the destruction that happened in the first film in Metropolis. And it looks like it carried over into um, Gotham City from what the trailer shows. Because Metropolis and Gotham City are, are sister uh, cities. That puts Batman in this story. Batman has been retired. He's coming out of retirement. He's an older aged Batman. He wants to fight Superman. He wants to put him down, put him in his place. This film is going to have uh, a lot of that stuff going down. But if you've seen the latest trailer, uh, you see that Lex Luthor, who's played by Jesse Eisenberg. I'm not really sure how I feel about that yet. I, th- I think he's going to bring an interesting view and a, a little bit of charisma to the character but i still think that kevin spacey was going to be always the best from from the older films um but regardless uh he looks like he brings into play doomsday which again i'm very surprised that they're bringing doomsday into this story in the comics doomsday is the villain that actually kills superman um yes everybody superman dies uh in the comics so i'm not sure now you know this is the point where i get worried about if there's too much happening in one movie because on top of that there's going to the wonder woman is in the film which they're going to be doing a wonder woman solo film spinoff after this in 2017 they're also introducing uh, aquaman because as again as the title says 
Dawn of Justice, they are bringing the Justice League. So this is Warner Bros' attempt at bringing a superhero team to film, just like Marvel has done with the Avengers. My only worry is that they're doing it too fast. Uh, Marvel took time to have individual films for each character. In fact, each character has had like, or is approaching three films each. Obviously, the Avengers films are in between, but still, they took the time to develop the main characters in their own films. And I'm, I'm worried that we're going to fall into the trap of Spider-Man 3 uh, the, that Sam Ram I did uh, a couple years back when there was three villains and Spider-Man. They, were, they had Sandman and a really horribly done Venom and this new Goblin all in one film. And it was such a mashup of too much at once. And it, in my opinion, it, it really just made the film garbage. I am confident in Zack Snyder's ability to make a good movie. He has made some amazing films in the past. Uh, Man of Steel, in my opinion, again, was amazing. The trailers look really good. And I'm going in with a really positive attitude. I just really hope that there's not too much happening in one film, but still going to be good. Next film is Captain America Civil War, uh, May 6th, 2016. Uh, like I said, this is the third solo Captain America film, but it's actually not going to be a solo film per se because almost all the uh, same cast from the Avengers is in this film. So this is almost like another Avengers film in terms of the magnitude of characters. Obviously, as the title says, it's a civil war. So basically what has happened in this film, it's obviously continuing from uh, Avengers Age of Ultron because in Age of Ultron, there was that um, fictional city. I forget the name of it now. Um, anyway, Ultron destroyed that fictional city. And the world basically is now saying that, you know, we can't let these people, these here, these whatever you want to call them roam free and un, unrestrained and un, with no repercussions and basically the government want oh sokovia sorry that was what the place was called the city it was called sokovia anyway so now general ross who if you might remember from the incredible hulk that had edward norton playing um bruce banner general ross was um the guy that was always after um uh, bruce banner um, so General Ross is back for this film, which is actually really great. I love how they keep re, um, you know, bringing back these characters from the older films. Such a great job, Marvel. Uh, on behalf of the government, he's serving the Avengers with uh, what they call the Sokovia Act, which is basically um, requesting that all of these superheroes become registered uh, under the government so that the government knows what they're doing and can control them. Basically, this divides the Avengers and these team of superheroes. Tony Stark is for this act he believes that it's it's right that you know the these you know themselves these superheroes all of them they should be registered he feels that that's the right move so that uh you know working in conjunction with the governments and whatnot whereas uh on the other hand captain america steve rogers which i find to be a little bit I ironic because um steve rogers has always been the patriot always fighting for his country he's actually against this he does not believe that they should be registered he believes that they should be able to have freedom which again i like i said it I find it ironic for his character, but uh, we'll obviously see in the film what drives him to do that. So basically, the Avengers are divided, and that's why they call it Civil War. You know, Captain America will have, uh, you know, they're bringing the Winter Soldier back. Bucky Barnes is his best friend from, uh, the, from the war, from the first film, and uh, he's really trying to help out his friend. It's, it's a battle between the good guys. And I don't want to give too much away, but basically all the Avengers are in it except for the Hulk. And, uh, you know, the, the Vision and um, Scarlet Witch will be in there too from the second Avengers film. Um, and they're also going to be introducing a new character called Black Panther. 
and Black Panther will be getting his own film. And Black Panther's whole backstory is related to that um, place in Africa that they were in Age of Ultron. But that is a separate story, so I won't get too much into Black Panther other than he is making his, his first appearance in the film. And uh, he will be having a follow-up film in 2017, a solo film. The other big uh, addition to the superhero roster in this film is Spider-Man. Spider-Man is uh, making his first Marvel Cinematic appearance, Cinematic Universe appearance. If you you might have known that Sony Pictures owned the rights to Spider-Man. So Marvel Studios was never actually able to incorporate Spider-Man in their stories and their movies. Sony was actually, in my opinion, making some good Spider-Man films in The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. I thought it was absolutely good. Well done. Great actor. Anyway, basically, Sony and Marvel came to an agreement and they have shared rights now. So now Marvel is able to bring Spider-Man into the universe, into their universe, which is great. But the only downside to that is we are going to have a new actor once again. I liked Andrew Garfield in the uh, Sony films. So now it's Tom Holland and he's actually a teenager and uh, looks like Marvel is actually trying to stay true to the comics and they're actually in the movie, Spider-Man is a 15 year old. And in the comics, he was a 15 year old too. So in the past, they've had adults playing a teenager now they actually have a teenager playing a teenager and so yeah uh it's gonna be really cool obviously marvel uh, always does a good job i'm spending a little bit too much time on this so i apologize i'm gonna go through a little bit more here we have x-men apocalypse on may 22nd that's coming out and that's a continuation of x-men days of future past uh, apocalypse is known to be the first mutant and apparently he's been behind the scenes through the whole time of human civilization. Uh, he represents, he's almost like representing God. Uh, he has what they call the four horsemen, which is in reference to the Bible. But in the movie, it's really neat because they have the line saying, oh, the four horsemen, like in the Bible, you know, he copied the Bible or did the Bible copy him? So it's really neat how they're weaving his story into human history. Anyway, big, bad, super you know, evil and strong mutant to deal with. And obviously the X-Men team, since time has been reset from Days of Future Past, you got to watch the movie if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's obviously a younger team. I believe it takes place in the 70s or 80s. And, you know, they're trying to take on Apocalypse. Moving on, we have in August, Suicide Squad, which is the next Warner, Warner Brothers film in their uh, superhero universe. That has Jared Leto playing the Joker. So we have the first Joker since Heath Ledger's amazing performance. We're going to see Jared Leto play the Joker, a different type of Joker, I feel. Uh, he's all tattooed up and uh, he's um, not the same as Heath Ledger. So I really hope that he does a good job. I, I honestly, Heath Ledger is probably going to be the best ever. But we haven't seen Jared Leto as a Joker yet, so could be changed. Suicide Squad is a bunch of villains that are basically forced to work for the government to, you know, do their dirty work. And, uh, the, you know, obviously, that, you know, has the Joker, Harley Quinn, Deadshot. Um, so there's a whole group of them. And Batman is going to have an appearance in that one as well, because obviously Batman has a connection to the Joker. So that will be Ben Affleck's Batman. So there's that uh, continuity. Two more I'm going to mention. We have Gambit, which is from the X-Men universe. That's a Fox movie. He's going to be played by Channing Tatum. He's coming. That's coming out October 2016. If you remember, Gambit was in that X-Men Origins film as well that I mentioned earlier. That was played. He was played by Taylor Kitsch. You know, obviously he's a sort of a magician, card shuffling mutant that uh, fights that way. Channing Tatum. I think he's going to be great. He's a great actor. 
So hopefully that turns out well. And the last but not least, the second Marvel movie of 2016 is Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is certainly getting a little bit more out there in the cosmic universe. He's going to be played by the one and the only Benedict Cumberbatch. Great, great actor. Phenomenal. You know, he's got a great voice and just a great presence. So Doctor Strange is a magic wielder. He basically uh, gets some, I think, believe it's some testing done that alters his ability to do stuff i don't know specifics i apologize anyway he's a magic weaver definitely going out more into that cosmic universe of marvel uh, along the same lines as guardian of the galaxy a little bit so and uh, that's one of the directions that they're taking in marvel i think that's going to be really cool to see that one of the these next new characters that are obviously going to be part of the upcoming avengers films the infinity war really big universe they're creating great actors they're grabbing it's going to be great can't wait that's towards the end of the year that took a long time i apologize i didn't expect uh as you can see i really love superhero stuff let me talk briefly about the oscars so the oscars are my favorite award show it's actually the only award show that i'll watch every year takes place at the end of february and if you're not familiar what the oscars are basically big award show for movies for the for the year anyway the nominees i'm just going to mention some of the the nominees here the 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 ones that we all care about at least so best picture nominees for 2015 the big short bridge of spies brooklyn mad max fury road the martian revenant room and spotlight i've only seen two of these films i want to see more i've seen mad max fury road that was an excellent movie but i'm actually surprised that it made it to the best picture category um and the martian martian i'm not surprised that was play, that was a uh, uh with matt damon that was a ridley scott film ridley scott is one of my favorite directors really does, does a great job with films now the biggest movie that's getting all the hype right now that i still need to see is the revenant that is starring leonardo dicaprio honestly from what people are saying what i'm hearing it's got to be the best movie of 2015 and everyone's speculating it's going to take home the awards best director adam mckay for the big short george miller for mad max alejandro and Inarito for the revenant larry sorry lenny abrahamson for room and tom mccarthy for spotlight again probably revenant will take it you can call my call my picks right now best actor nominated uh brian cranston for trumbo matt damon for martian leonardo dicaprio for the revenant michael fassbender for steve jobs and eddie renemy for the danish girl who thinks that leonardo dicaprio will get his first oscar win this year like i said haven't seen revenant yet but from what i'm hearing people think that um this guy who is a phenomenal actor i don't know how he hasn't won anything yet a lot of people are thinking he's going to take home best actor for the revenant uh, best actress Cape Lanchette for Carol Brie Larson for Room Jennifer Lawrence for Joy Charlotte Rampling for 45 Years and Sayeris Ronan for Brooklyn haven't seen any of these films can't say, can't really say for sure but Jennifer Lawrence man she's nominated for Best Actress again I think it's like three years in a row that act she's great she's killing it She's, she's great looking. She's a great actress. Definitely recommend checking out some of her films like uh, Silver Linings Playbook. That was phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, Bradley Cooper, just the same. Uh, best Supporting. I'm just going to do the Best Supporting Actor and Actresses here. Christian Bale for The Big Short. Tom Hardy for The Revenant. Mark Ruffalo for Spotlight. Grylands for Bridge of Spies. And Sylvester Stallone for Creed. My pick would be probably between Tom Hardy and Sylvester Stallone. 
Creed and Revenant. And Best Supporting Actress, uh, we have Jennifer Jason Leigh for The Hateful Eight, Rooney Mara for Carol, Rachel McAdams for Spotlight, Alicia uh, Vikander for The Danish Girl, and Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs. I'm going to go for Rachel McAdams because not only is she a beautiful person, she's also a Canadian actress, and she is awesome. I loved all her films. Never disappointed. So I'm, like I said, haven't seen the films yet, but I'm going to root for Rachel McAdams. Go Canada. Okay, so that's it for Oscars. Moving on. The last thing I'll mention movie related is that Vin Diesel dropped on his Instagram that Fast 8, so Fast and Furious 8, will be coming out on April 16th. 2017 so fast eight uh, obviously continuing the fast and furious series it uh will be apparently a start of a new trilogy is what he said and um it takes place in new york so that's going to be exciting because i love the fast and furious series obviously the last one was um was really sad but they did a really great job with uh, the untimely demise of paul walker and just on that same note of untimely demises unfortunately this week we had david bowie pass away at 69 of uh i believe it was cancer and a, a great actor passed away this uh this week as well also at the age of 69 also at the hands of cancer and that was my mind just went blank the actor that played snape in the harry potter films if you look him you know you know who i'm talking about yeah it was really sad to see him go he's a great british actor anyway so that's sort of my ramblings for this week um a lot of superhero stuff so i'm sorry if i bored you but if you like this kind of stuff i hope that you know you enjoyed it i wanted to end the podcast with um a new sort of segment and basically what i'm going to be doing is i'm going to be doing a reading if you remember from my first episode my cousin joel uh lives out in pei brilliant kai brilliant 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 he's actually writing a book he's working on it and he's asked me to share his writings with you the world or whoever's listening with uh on my podcast uh, read it out loud just to get someone's feedback if you guys want to send uh send me feedback and i can share with them uh, send me a tweet uh on twitter at a grabowski a g r i b o v s k y if you're interested in continuing to read or if you really like what you're reading and you want to communicate directly with joel he's on a website uh called wattpad w-a-t-t-p-a-d and his and his um username is j huggett so j h u g g e t t follow him on wattpad it's basically a, f- a free community of writers who can share their story i'm going to share uh the book that we're going to be reading that i'll be reading to you over the next uh, couple weeks as he writes it is called the triumvirate and i'll be sharing with you the opening and chapter one today so sit back enjoy as i uh, go through this reading so the triumvirate the opening Come now, little one, let the weaver of tales weave a tale for you. Do please pull up a chair, up to the hearth of the fire. Let me unfold a story that you most certainly may like. Hush now, little one, let your mind wander into the wonder of fiction, the realm of things non-existent, the place where ones go to relive them, uh, relieve themselves of reality. There is no greater place than the place that has no greater. There is a world known to but a few, a world so reachable yet few do reach it. The ones that do inhabit this place refer to it as Thralor, the unheard of. It is a place unlike any other, for its similarities are rather blinding. 
It is much like your boring world in the formation of land and inhabitants, that is, but with a drop of chaos and a splash of insanity. For to have sanity, you must have insanity. Likewise with chaos, for what is a world without comparisons? Is it not a lacking world? Ah, yes. Back to what I was saying before I did so rudely trail off. In this place, that is in the world of Threlor, life is not quite the same as you know it for yourself. There are humans, yes, but they are not the only civilized race. What a contradicting word it is not. But I shall get to that in due time. For what is a story without a smidgen of mystery? So now we're going to go to chapter one. The beginning has begun. The sun rose over the horizon as any good sun does. The old farmer, sitting atop his chair on the porch of his abode, watched it rise as he always does. Day after day, he rose, placing his straw hat atop his graying head, picked up his trusty scythe, and made his way towards his fields. The fields were in dire need of a good reaping, for it was time once again when the trees were due for changing their vivid leaves. The farmer's home was a rather simple one. It still had much work to be done, as any good home does. He did not own a palace, no, no, but in his eyes it was more than just that. It was his home, for as long as he could remember, born and raised in this one spot. His family has tended these fields ever since the fall of the great Luards. You may wonder what a Luard is. I do not believe you've ever met one. A Luard is a toad-like humanoid, very haughty and ignorant things if you ask me. A few years ago, 455 years and three quarters to be exact, there was a band of Luards who thought very much of themselves and decided that the world should become their slave. Long story short, all the armies in Threlor got together and wiped them out. You know, happily ever after kind of thing. Okay now, enough of my redundant historical ramblings, and back to the tale at hand. So this old farmer kept on walking towards his overgrown crops. In the corner of his eye, he saw a man running frantically towards him, waving his arms in an arc. What do you bloody want, you old fool? The farmer said, his bushy eyebrows brunching up at the unjust interruption of his precious routine. I'm very sorry, Mr. Thrund. I, di I didn't mean to interrupt or anything. You know, I would never do such a thing, the man said, trailing off to who knows where. Get out with it, man. I don't got all bloody day to be yapping with the likes of you, Mr. Thrun said, becoming more and more impatient. But bandits, Mr. Thrun, we're all doomed. They've come for us. They'll be here any minute now. Oh, Lerald Tread, you've always been one for the dramatics of things, haven't you? Said Mr. Thrun. Tell everyone to bar up their houses. I'll go get Quicksilver and fend them off. It isn't the bloody first time, nor will it be the bloody last. Lerald turned and ran back, just as frantically as before, to where the general populace of houses were located. Mr. Thrund turned and walked back to his home, casually yet with a slight trace of urgency. When he arrived, he told his wife and Talus, his son, to bar up the house and hide in the cellar. Mr. Thrund went up to the rarely used attic, pulled a dusty old rug off a rotting chest and flipped its lid. Out of that chest he drew his almost forgotten sword. It was a beautiful thing to behold. I do really wish I had a piece quite like that. 
Never mind now. So this sword had a hilt in the form of a lion's head with rubies inset for eyes. The mouth was open, showing an array of pointed teeth, and out of its mouth a serpent-like blade as long as a man's arm protruded. Its handle was an intricate mesh of tightly wound leather strips, and its pommel was a magnificently white lion's tooth. The blade was one made of silver, the hilt shimmering gold. Mr. Thrund, with the sword in his right hand, said, Quicksilver, my old friend, I am in need of your assistance once again. The sword's rubies started to glow. A glutteral, almost growling voice came from the lion-like hilt. It's about time I get to leave this rotten excuse of a box. What's your situation, man? Bandits, my good friend. Good old bloody bandits, Mr. Thrun said, exiting the attic, shaking his hand. He left his home and started jogging north, for that was where the heart of the village did lay. He arrived at the marketplace, the center or town square that is, and stood at the entrance of the wide trading road. Off in the distance, yet only moments away at the rate they were going, Mr. Thrun saw five poorly kept bandits charging his way up the road towards the village. A few minutes before, back at the Thrund home, Mrs. Thrund was barring up the doors and windows. Talus, their son, nabbed a knife from the kitchen and ran out the door after his father. Talus was a good boy by most accounts. He was about 17 years of age and grew up helping tend the fields. He was neither overweight nor underweight, and he had some brains to him. Not much, but enough to get by. As of most cooped-up creatures, he was looking for a wee bit of adventure. So, Talus ran and ran towards the marketplace as fast as he could muster, and he got closer. As he got closer, he heard the clashing of weapons. He entered the town square and stopped in his tracks at the sight that he did behold. His father, Mr. Thrund, was battling five men at once, and he was winning. Talus just stood there, wide-eyed and full of awe. His father seemed like a weapons master or something as such. The maneuvers that this old farmer was pulling off seemed insurmountable. He finished off one bandit, then lopped the other one's head clean off. Then two more fell to the ground, clutching their mortal wounds. The final bandit was just about to get a clean strike on Mr. Thrunt. But just at the perfect moment, the old farmer whipped his straw hat right off at the bandit's face. It obviously didn't harm the bandit at all, but that was not its purpose. As the bandit stumbled backwards ever so slightly, Mr. Thrun plunged his blade into the bandit's exposed stomach. Duh! You're, you're amazing! Talus said, dropping his punny weapon to the cobblestone floor. Mr. Thrund turned around to face his son, and as he did so, the ground around him fell open. Run! Get, get out of here! Mr. Thrund thundered at his son. Then the ground under him fell as well, taking him with it. A cloud of thick gases started pouring out from the hole. Then, horned beasts wielding spears and such started filing out of the hole. Talus turned and ran towards the fields faster than he thought he could. He crossed the fields rather quickly and then entered into the forest that semi-encircled the Thrund land. As he entered it, he tripped on the root of a great oak tree and hit his head on the log in front of him. Everything seemed to be dimming. Then, nothing but unending darkness. So, everybody, that was uh, the opening in Chapter 1. 
So I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. Again, that was uh, The Triumvirate um, by Jay Huggett. So again, if you're looking on following or giving some, you know, some uh, advice or critique or feedback, whatever, on Wattpad, W-A-T-T-P-A-D, you can follow Joel at uh, Jay Huggett, J-H-U-G-G-E-T-T. And that's it, everybody. So I'll be doing that on a weekly basis, uh, giving you a reading. Obviously, it's great to... Uh, great to, to listen to and um, definitely great content especially coming from a young mind so good job Joel we're looking forward to hearing some more everybody thank you so much for listening to episode 2 of Ramblings of the Common Man I hope you enjoyed the podcast I hope I didn't bore you stay tuned for more episodes uh, next week hopefully if I get around to it and yeah once again thanks for listening if you have any feedback uh, hit me up on Twitter at Agrobofsky yeah we'll uh, talk to you guys soon